1: This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat
2: chalupas all day long.
0: Come on, man.
1: The Guy Benson Show. Hard
0: fittingly battling for the puck in the corner. Five seconds to go. Up it comes to the line.
1: Colorado has won the Stanley Cup. Sean McDonough of ESPN on the call as the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup in Tampa last night. Hell of a run for the Lightning over several seasons, but the Avalanche prevail in six games, so congratulations to them and their fans. I'm a hockey guy. It's the home stretch here on the Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com is our website. Podcast is always free. See you in the next hour on Fox News Channel with Brett Bayer on Special Report. Just a quick programming note on that. Well, if you're listening on the broadcast, you heard our bump-in song was one of the newer songs by the Backstreet Boys. I believe it's called Don't Go Breaking My Heart. came out circa 2018, and they were going to go on tour to promote that album, and it kept getting pushed back because of COVID. So now they're finally out there doing it, the DNA tour. And as we discussed in a previous homestretch— someone who listens to this show and is a Fox fan is one of the central promotions people for the tour. So he reached out to me and he said, Hey, if you have any interests, you know, would love to get you in, maybe get you some VIP tickets, maybe a chance to meet at least some members of the band. And I thought to myself, well, I don't know if there's a more iconic boy band in history there's a few that I think you could make an argument, but the Backstreet Boys is like a moment in time and a real force in American pop culture to the point that I would guess one to 200 million Americans right now could probably sing at least some lyrics of at least one of their songs. That's my guess. Based on nothing, I feel pretty confident in it, though. Like, I want it that way. Everyone's heard that song, right? So needless to say, I said yes, and we made a bit of it here on the show because I was going to ask Christine, should I go to a concert? I'd have to drive four hours each way, and I didn't tell her what band it was. And then we revealed on the air, this was last week, you can listen to Bonus Benson, we revealed on the air, it might have been two weeks ago actually, that it was the Backstreet Boys and Christine lost her mind. Because Christine is of a certain age that the Backstreet Boys were just demigods. And she is a fan. I'd already accepted by that point, but she said, you have to go. I'll be furious if you don't go. So I went. Adam and I drove down on Saturday. I was in New York for TV on Friday following the Florida travel debacle on Thursday that never happened. It just worked out. I was in New York for some big breaking news that we ended up talking about again uh, throughout the show on Friday here and then again today. Took the train back on Saturday morning and did a quick turnaround. And then we drove down to North Carolina, the Raleigh area, to one of these amphitheaters. There were, what we were told, about 13,000 people at this concert. And we rolled up. We parked. We went to the will call window, per our instructions. And there was one of the windows that said "band will call. So we went to that one. There was no one in line there. Everyone else in the other lines were looking over at us like, who are they? Who do they know? So we got tickets. We got these wristbands. And the seats were amazing. I posted on my Twitter, at Guy P. Benson, a few clips over the weekend. I had it up on my Instagram story as well. I'll post another series of photographs and videos as well on my permanent Instagram page, Guy P. Benson. Same handle for Twitter and Instagram. We were right up front, in the middle there was one little mini section right in front of us where people could stand basically right up against the stage. Maybe 100 or 200 people. I would say almost all of them were women. In fact, I would estimate that if there were 13,000 people at the venue for the Backstreet Boys concert, 10,000 of them were women, (laughs) something like that. It was lopsided. There were a lot of boyfriends and husbands, Who kindly came along, some gays, obviously, and then lots of women. And it was basically early 20s to mid to late 40s. That's just my overall sense of the crowd, the breakdown of the crowd. So there was an opening act that we didn't see. We got a couple beers, we got settled, the sun set, because this is a partially outdoor venue. And then the show begins. They turn off the lights. Everyone goes crazy. And the screaming, the screaming of 10,000 women, I think my ears are still ringing. And again, I'm not like throwing any shade. People were just loving their life. It was just a lot to have reverberating in your ears. Basically, not nonstop, but it felt like nonstop for two plus hours. So they came out and they did the show and it was a very boy band type show. I'd never been to one in my life prior. In fact, I was joking on the air previously about this. I spent my like tweens and early teens kind of pretending not to like the Backstreet Boys and their music, even though, let's face it, it's super catchy. And the music is still catchy. They're still out there dancing and doing everything. They're now in their mid, 40s and beyond. I think one of them's in his 50s. I think Kevin is 50 or 51. And it was exactly what I expected it would be. Entertaining, choreographed. They back loaded the end of the show with some of the biggest hits to the big finale and then the encore and then all the streamers and confetti came down. It was fun. It was just a fun thing. And then we had our special wristbands. And we were told where to go after the show. In fact, one of the Backstreet Boys' wives, Leanne Luttrell, who's married to Brian. If you know the Backstreet Boys, you definitely know Brian. She spotted me in the crowd and, like, waved me over and gave me a hug mid-song during the concert and said, you know where to meet us afterwards, right? I said, yeah. She said, I thought that was you. And I was like, what? (laughs) What? So we went over there and we flashed our wristbands and they said "Yep, yeah, come on in there's this little backstage area where we waited and there were not many like maybe a dozen people back there waiting on some of the performers to shower and change and come and say hello and I guess the way that it works is if you have guests at the show then you come back afterwards if not you stay in the dressing room or you go to your bus they all had these like tricked out buses all five of them so the first one to come out was Howie and he had some people there, and I got a quick photo with Howie and said hello. And then Brian, who was our connection through this other guy, this promotions guy, Bobby, who was so generous, they were all so generous. Brian came out, he was there with his wife and her best friend, and we hung out and chatted with them for, like half an hour. It was amazing. And they do watch some Fox. He said that he enjoys me on Gutfeld, which was, again, this sort of like this out-of-body experience. If you had told a 14-year-old guy that he would be at a Backstreet Boys concert later in his life and would be invited backstage by, effectively, a Backstreet Boy who would know who I was because of my work in broadcasting, I think I might have just fainted as a high school freshman at the thought of that. So we had just a great conversation about life, about music. He was singing some stuff. I was, like, singing along with him because I'd had maybe two beers, uh, maybe, maybe three. It was just so fun. And Adam was great. His wife, Leanne, is totally charming and delightful. They've been married for, like, two decades. They've got a, a son who I think is 19 or 20. He's a musician now. We just had a great time. So the Latrells, I, I just can't say enough about them. They were really down to earth. I mean, the guy's been nothing but famous essentially his entire adult life. And he was still just, like, chill and nice and normal. We had a great time. And it was almost time to go. And we were, you know, taking a few photos and all of that. I'm going to post some of that stuff, as I mentioned, on my Instagram, at Guy P. Benson, probably tomorrow, maybe earlier. Anyway, I just, the vibe was good. I decided to go for it. I said, Brian, can I ask one favor from you? He said, sure. I said, I happen to know someone who's a huge fan. She is the executive producer of my show. Would you mind doing a quick little hello video from you? You were her favorite Backstreet Boy. You are her favorite Backstreet Boy. He's like, absolutely, what's her name? I said, Christine. He said, great. And then right before we hit record, I said, actually, don't call her Christine. There's another name to call her. And so he did cut 36.
0: Oh, hey cookie what's going on it's brian from the bachelor boys we're hanging out backstage in uh raleigh and i just wanted to say i heard you're a huge fan i just want to tell you thank you so much from the bottom of my heart we're hanging out backstage with some pretty cool people Hi, and i just want to say how about you come to jones beach i'm gonna try to get you tickets can't promise anything. Fingers crossed. We're gonna work our hardest, but we're gonna you get know you some a guy. tickets. Yeah, I know. I know. He a knows a guy. I know
1: a couple of guys. <laughs>
0: okay. A guy. Listen. God bless. Talk to you soon. Cookie. I want some cookies He's right
1: now. Guy. Wow. So we sent that off to Christine the next day. She was apparently in airplane mode because she didn't respond for like an hour. And then she saw this video on her phone from Brian. You could hear after the show, his voice was a little shaky, but he was so kind to do that. Christine, your reaction when you got that message and watched the video.
2: Screamed. Like screamed on the top of my lungs. My husband thought something happened to me. He was outside of the apartment, <laughs> could hear the screaming and ran back in because he truly believed something was wrong. I'm still like just hearing it again. I I don't I, oh my god. I How many people it- did
1: you send that video to? <gasps> too
2: many. Too many people. And then they're all like, oh, my God. Like, you better be taking me if you go, if you get tickets. Um, I think I probably watched it about 100 times. Even Judgey Joyce was impressed.
1: I mean, it's pretty cool. And that was so nice of him to do it. And sounds like they're going to try to maybe get you and Bobby some tickets when they're up in the New York, New Jersey area. So fingers crossed. Knock on wood for that. But what an evening. I still can't quite, I'm like pinching myself a little bit that it happened. It's kind of surreal, like a dream sequence, but it was real and it was pretty cool. And I'm just grateful to everyone who helped make it happen. And I'll probably be telling some of those stories for a while, if I had to guess. And Christine, I know you have a lot more to say about this. Maybe we'll get to it tomorrow. This might be a multi-day story here on the show, but I had to tell the audience about how it went, the backstage stuff, and I had to play that video. From Brian Luttrell, amazing, of the Backstreet Boys. We've got to go, though. Out of time here. I've got special report coming up in the next hour on Fox News Channel. See you there or set your DVR. Back here on the radio tomorrow, same time, same place, the Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show. Tuesday edition. Catch me tonight with Shannon Bream. Just after midnight, Fox News Channel for Fox News at night. Looking forward to that. GuyBensonShow.com is our website here, the podcast. Free of charge, on demand, right at your fingertips every single day. GuyBensonShow.com. Well, yesterday I told the tale about my Backstreet Boys concert experience over the weekend, getting to meet Brian Luttrell and his wife, also Howie, one of the other Backstreet Boys, backstage afterwards. And as I vowed to do, I did post some of those photographs on my Instagram today at Guy P. Benson. That's my handle on Instagram and on Twitter, Guy P. Benson. So you can check those out if you want to. I was pretty proud of my caption, which was backstage pass. All right. Like backstage pass. All right. Couldn't resist. And. It's just a fun reminder of our Saturday evening. The reason I bring it up again is because producer Christine was, I don't want to say griping. I don't want to say complaining. That's a bit strong, but she had expressed a belief or had registered, shall we say a protest that she did not get to ask enough questions about this entire experience during the home stretch yesterday. So we're going to let curious Christine get in here on that front. But before we do, I just want to say this on the drive down to North Carolina because the concert was in Raleigh and then on the return drive as well. I did stop at a fast food joint called Zaxby's, which I had seen before. This is a southeastern based chain. So the epicenter, I want to say, is Georgia and that neck of the woods. And they specialize in chicken wings, tenders, sandwiches, that kind of thing. And I'd heard good things, but I'd never been to one. I'd driven past them, and something in my brain said, I want to try Zaxby's. This was on Saturday heading down for the concert. So Adam and I stopped. I had the tenders with various dipping sauces. He had their chicken sandwich, and we were very satisfied with that meal, so much so that on the return the next morning, right around lunchtime, I stopped for gas. There was a Zaxby's right by the gas station, so I went for round two. I had the sandwich this time. I'm also a coleslaw guy, and their side of coleslaw was good, so I put some of the coleslaw onto the chicken sandwich with what they call their Zaxby's sauce and then also pickles. The chicken, the breast was perfectly fried, not too much breading, just a light breading. It was tender. It was so good. If only they had tomatoes, it would be perfect. So I'm not sure I can say that it's better than my favorite Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich with extra tomatoes that I've talked about before. But it's kind of neck and neck even without the tomato. And I know this will be heresy to some of you. Close your ears if you need to. It's better than Chick-fil-A. It just is. It's better than Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has a great brand. They've got great service. I like their waffle fries. I like their little nuggets. Those are delicious. But to me, for my money, a chicken sandwich, it's Zaxby's over Chick-fil-A. And I'd never had it before. So this past weekend, Zaxby's vaulted from something I'd never even tried into easily my top five fast food chains in the country. They're on the list now. So you can send me all your notes and... Disagreements, that's fine. I bet you we have some Zaxby's stands in this audience as well. And if you've never had it, I recommend it. It's still fast food. Like, it's not going to be fine dining, but you don't want that. When you're in the mood for something like a good chicken sandwich, it just has to be the right combination of textures and temperatures and tastes, and they just crushed it. So I just wanted to mention that about Zaxby's, because we talk about food a lot on this show. We really do, and fast food does come up, and we have arguments about supremacy and what is good to order and what isn't, so I felt like I would be derelict in my hosting roles to not just briefly go out of my way on this detour and talk about my Zaxby's experience. Okay, with that, Producer Christine, before we run out of time again, and I get an earful again, are there some things you would like to clear up or ask About the Backstreet Boys experience, the backstage meet and greet, which is really not the right term. It was not a meet and greet that people could sign up for. It was like 10 people back there total. It was unbelievable, which is why we were able to get that video made from Brian to you, calling you Cookie, inviting you to a future concert. First of all, have you come down from that high yet?
2: Uh, No, I don't think so. I'm still nonstop watching the video. I can't. And every time I watch it, I just, like, giggle like like I was a 20-year-old little, yeah, like a 20-year-old girl at the concert. It's Very exciting to me. Now, one of the main questions I have is, how many times a day am I allowed to ask you if I'm going to the concert or not?
1: Well... I would say zero, because it's out of my control, and I know that the Latrells want to make that happen, but, and they posted this publicly, so I'm not speaking out of school here, they had a bit of a family tragedy on Sunday. I believe Leanne Latrell, Brian's wife, her mother passed away. So I sent her a note of condolence. I'm not going to be like, P.S., where's Cookie's concert tickets, right? I feel like that's not the time or place right now. So, look, you've got still a couple weeks until that concert happens, so let's, like, get through the holiday. How about that? And then maybe you can start to harass me and I can figure out what to do about it. But I I think they genuinely want to make it happen, and I don't think that was an empty offer at all. It's just they're dealing with some things, and, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to them and their family, and I think we should just sort of Leave them alone to deal with that right now rather than um, pursuing this. I would imagine you would agree.
2: Uh, I think I would. I think I would. Now, I have a question for you. Did he know, did, to be honest, do you legit think he knew who you were right away?
1: I mean, I do because wow. I mentioned in the story yesterday that his wife recognized me at the concert and flagged me over and said, I thought that was you, and gave me a hug. And he said that he likes me on Gutfeld.
2: Wow. Like, you don't realize how many people actually... Did you get recognized at the
1: concert? I I did not. At least not that anyone, like, came up to say something. It happens occasionally. Sometimes people will look at you, and you get a sense that they have a glimmer (laughs) of recognition, but they're not sure. And then sometimes folks will come up at an airport or something or say hi, but it's not like I'm a Backstreet Boy who probably gets mobbed wherever he goes. That's, you know, I am, I am merely a Fox News contributor here. But yes, a lot of people watch. Millions of people watch the network, uh, which is something that you understand intellectually, but you don't really think about on that level, like the number of people watching at any given moment. And then who some of those people might be, including folks who are very prominent, like happens to be the case in this whole experience.
2: That is just unbelievable. Do you now you said I'm not going to say middle age, but you said there were a lot of women my age there. Would you say more than the younger crowd?
1: It felt almost about 50 50. Did you feel young there or did you feel like, oh, like, oh, gosh, I shouldn't be here. No, I felt right in the middle. I felt exactly of an appropriate age to be there. I think the age range was, as I said yesterday, maybe early 20s to early 50s, with a pretty even distribution, obviously heavily female, as I said. You would have fit in perfectly, Christine. If you go to one of these concerts up in New York and New Jersey, it's basically just an amphitheater filled with shrieking Christines. Just cookies everywhere.
2: And I bet they're all holding their hard seltzers. Just drinking away, singing away. There, the were those, I mean, there were some of
1: those. There were some beers. You had people with signs. I saw one no. woman. Oh, yeah. I saw one woman with a sign <laughs> that said, I believe, that Brian was her favorite, but she ended up marrying a Kevin. And I think she was there with Kevin in t- her husband so oh
2: my gosh well it's very funny because my very very first boyfriend was named brian and i was so excited because brian was my favorite backstreet boy so i just thought it was like meant to be i'm like one day i'll probably (laughs) just marry the real brian like i really had thoughts about that i just like wish you could understand me telling you know teenage christine that brian one day was going to give you a video like a personal video oh this is another thing you have to say this on air. So many people thought it was a cameo, that you no. got me a cameo. Nope. All my friends, they're like, no, that wasn't. Like, that's a cameo. I'm like, did you not see my radio host right behind him?
1: Yeah, I was in that there. Was I'm, I made a cameo. I made a cameo. No. In fact, you should probably – I should ask you to pay me. It's like I – it's my first ever cameo for Christine. No, but this was <laughs> this was not that at all. There was no money exchanged. We were very – uh, very fortunate to be the guests of the Latrells through their friend Bobby at this concert. And I asked for a favor, and he was totally on board. Again, he was going to call you Christine, that I called an audible at the last second. No, call her Cookie. He gave me a look. He's I, like, All right.
2: Oh, my. You really are truly my best friend. I've been saying it for years. Well, but you truly, really are. No, I mean, no, I Let's, just can't let's ex- not do that. <laughs> I think that you should definitely go to the concert with me
1: if we get no, no, it's, I, no, I'm going to be gone, and, but that's fine. I think that's for you and Bobby to go. And also, you need to stop with all this stuff where I'm the best friend, and then I invite you to parties, and then you don't show up. <laughs> you just need to quit playing games with my heart, Christine. Well I can't handle it anymore. So we got to go. We got to go. We will keep people posted on whether or not Cookie gets to a Backstreet Boys concert. I hope it'll work out. But again, and if you're worried about day three of this tomorrow, no, I think we're done. The story has been told. The questions have been asked. But it's a pretty cool thing. And you can go look at the photographs on my Instagram, Guy P. Benson. And Christine will be watching that personalized video. I would imagine at least once a day for the next year, maybe longer. We'll see. Back here tomorrow on the Guy Benson Show, same time, same place, on Shannon show tonight, midnight hour, Eastern time, FNC. Have a great evening. See you then. Talk to you tomorrow. It is the Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show on this Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. GuyBensonShow.com. Podcast free every day on demand. Check me out tonight on the special report panel on set with Brett Bayer and company in the 6 p.m. hour coming up here on Fox News Channel. If you're listening on the broadcast, I apologize because we just put that earworm into your brain. It's a small world after all. It might be stuck in there and rattling around for a while. So sorry, but not really that sorry, because we wanted to use that as our bumper song to get into this home stretch segment and topic on Quiet Wyatt's return from Disney World. Although, Christine, I have a new nickname for Wyatt. I know we have Y.Y. the Clown, we have Quiet Wyatt, we have War Wyatt. There's a whole bunch of them. How about this on the Disney stuff, Walt Wyatt?
2: Oh, my goodness. You're a genius. Right? How
1: did we yeah, Walt Wyatt. That before? I don't—it came to me today in a stroke <gasps> of pure genius, and it just like a wow. like a lightning bolt as I drove in. And so I greeted Wyatt. I hadn't seen him in a week and a half. And I said, welcome back, Walt Wyatt. And he raised his eyebrows. He said, that's a new one. So he has returned from vacation a couple days ago. And we wanted to get to it sooner, but we had all the Backstreet Boys excitement to discuss the last few days. And I did promise that we were not going to continue talking about it, except here's the one thing. In our group Mm -hmm. text, when I sent you the video from Brian Luttrell of the Backstreet Boys to you, Cookie, and we played it on the air and you're watching it. How many times have you watched it today? Uh,
2: I think only five.
1: Only five times. Okay, so you were very excited. It was in the group chat, and Wyatt responded <laughs> to the group chat saying he had no idea who that was. Wyatt, you did not recognize him at all? Absolutely not. I did not know who that was. Have you heard of the Backstreet Boys? Yes, but I couldn't
0: honestly tell you a song that they played unless I was told it. Can you fill in the
1: blank for me here? Because I want it. That way. Okay. Okay. Yeah! So, well done. That's, that's like the bare minimum of understanding, but we'll allow it. Good. But that is one of the members of the band who Christine is now, I think, maybe getting into stalker mode with. I'm not making that allegation. I think that she's just, I know how her brain works. And she might be going back to some of her teenage fantasies. But she, of course, is happily married. So is Brian, Christine. I'll just remind you. So let's just mm-hmm. hold our horses here collectively. All right, Wyatt. <laughs> so you were on vacation down in Florida, in Orlando at Disney. You spent your 22nd birthday there. So, congratulations and happy belated birthday. Thank you. Do you feel a year older? Do you feel wiser? Do you feel like a grizzled veteran at this point at a ripe old 22?
0: You know, honestly, it did not feel like my birthday being at
1: Disney, and but I do have to say, I, I do feel a little wiser. A little wiser. Now, you missed a whole saga here at the show while you were gone. I was supposed to go to Florida. I was supposed to go down uh, to Fort Lauderdale to meet with Governor DeSantis and a few other people at an event. I was excited about it. We had some interviews lined up. Then the whole thing went to hell because of travel nightmares, and there were multiple delays and cancellations. Bottom line was I couldn't end up making it down there. I went to New York instead for some TV stuff. But at one point we were discussing on the air, in your absence, the possibility of what if, with all the flights not working and the cascading effect, what if Cookie hopped in the car in New Jersey, drove down to pick me up in D.C., and then we drove south together up against the clock, and she made the point we might have had to make a pit stop In Orlando, on our way through Central Florida down to South Florida, what would you have done if it's just your birthday and you're on vacation and you're not thinking about Guy or Christine or the show, then all of a sudden you're at Disney (laughs) and we roll in? What would you do? I
0: don't know. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I think one thing that you could have done to avoid this, if you had gotten any sort of inkling that we were coming, you could have gone into why, why the clown mode with your balloon making and everything and put on full clown makeup and then posed as a mime. And that would have kept Christine away because she is triggered by mimes because she was mugged by a mime in her early years back as a teenager in high school. She was on a school trip to France and she was mugged and robbed by a mime. So that could be maybe the way that you could have kept her at a distance, being like, well, I think that's why," but he might be a mime, so we're staying off. We're not going there. I just wanted to bring that uh, pro tip into this conversation because it's highly relevant, obviously. How was the trip? Did you enjoy it? Was this a relaxing vacation? Um, are you glad you spent your birthday this way?
0: Um, I told you guys on the call I described the trip as crowded and hot because it was both of those things. Um, but it, it doesn't was
1: sound that does not sound very relaxing or fun.
0: Yeah, I it, it was definitely fun. I would not call this trip relaxing at all because it was a lot going on
1: and a lot of walking and eating and all that. You also have a philosophy, if I recall correctly, that when you're at Disney, you want to maximize your time at the park. So you're there from the moment the gates open until they close did you first of all how many hours is that and did you maintain that position throughout your trip uh i did not
0: and and but a lot of it came from from my brother understanding what because he's he's now working there so he understood where we should go and to maximize our time in terms of getting on rides he got us on one of the new big rides which was actually really really cool like honestly like I've been on all Disney rides. This one— Which one is that, the new one? It's the Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's like Space Mountain, but on crack. Like, I, I have never <laughs> experienced anything like this ride, so it was worth just going to just do that one ride. But we, we kind of maneuvered our way into hitting all the rides in certain ways and making pit stops at shows.
1: So like... very strategic planning this time. Yes. Because you had inside intel exactly from your brother, a park employee. Exactly. Uh huh. All right. That sounds better than the show up at 8 a.m. and leave at midnight plan. Are those hours correct?
0: Well, yeah. This time we just we went later into the parks, but stayed stayed later. So we didn't go to opening, but we stayed till closing, when the crowds are less and the heat is less. So that's how it worked. This. How
1: much time did you spend in Disney? In a full tweed suit, reading the Wall Street (laughs) Journal with a monocle, just to pass some time.
0: Didn't do any of that. Did a lot of eating and, again, just a lot of eating. Like, I feel (laughs) honestly gross of all the food and different things that
1: I ate that I probably should not have. Well, you do not appear to have gained any weight at all, if it's any consolation. Christine, I know you've got a couple questions here. Let's keep them Relatively minimal because I've already interrogated Wyatt here, but I wanted to give you a chance because I know that you were eager.
2: Well, you kind of like blew through half the questions I was going to ask, but can I just say this one thing from listening to this? Wyatt, it doesn't sound like you had a good time at Disney. And like you said, it's hot and you had to walk a lot, and that to me is what Disney is. Maybe we should try somewhere else another vacation. What are you thinking? Can we stop well, at
0: Disney? I, I want, I'm not going to call the trip not good or not a great trip, but I think collectively as a group of me and my siblings, we kind of decided that it was like not the best Disney experience considering the crowd and the heat. Could but,
1: you call it a slightly less magical kingdom? Yeah, but we <laughs> did
0: have a really good time together, and I do believe having great memories and fun with your siblings, even though you are older, I do think that that is something important. So that was mission accomplished.
1: All right, Christine. I, I, next I, up,
2: I, 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 no, I agree with that. I really do. I just want to, as a producer, I would like to produce your next vacation. And I'm just going to say to Wyatt and the kids, the, the siblings, let's 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 move away from Disney for a little bit. Let's do something else, a little more grown up. I got gotcha. you. We'll figure that out next. Okay. Uh, due to the heat, Wyatt, I assume it would be very hard to wear your Fox News sweater vest or any of your, you know, Fox <laughs> News gear. What happens? Do you have, you know, summer gear that has Fox News labels all over it?
1: Do we have Guy Benson show tank tops?
0: We should. Oh, we totally should. Oh we should my
1: have some God. swag. How and about some cookie I've created, khakis? I've unleashed, I've unleashed something here. Oh,
2: this is genius. We should make cookie khakis. Khakis? Yes. You you people love your khakis, don't you? It's like the smart man, you know. Very. uh,
1: I don't really wear khakis. Wyatt wears a lot of khakis. If you ask him, it's Wyatt from State Farm. What are you wearing? Khakis. (laughs) I wear a lot of jeans. So, what Uh. what did you wear? I think is Christine's question here to try to pull this back onto the tracks. Yes.
0: Um. I I wore just t-shirts and shorts, just like regular things that people wear when they go to Disney.
1: Did you wear the mouse ears on your head?
0: I did not. You did, I did not? not? No, I, I don't actively own a pair of those, sorry.
1: Actively? Did you, you,
0: like, rent it? Can I do it? one more? Yeah,
1: go ahead, quickly.
2: Um, One, was there any character breakfast? And two, how come I haven't been sent a picture of you with any of the characters? I know you took some.
0: Christine, I will, I will tell you, I did not take any pictures with mm. any characters, and we did not mm. do any breakfasts with characters but we did do a really nice dinner at one of their more high-end restaurants and i got a nice mickey mouse shaped cake for my birthday so that was kind of fun
1: very quickly wyatt and this is a callback to last week now that you would know because you weren't here but did you dine at epcot in canada and did you have poutine
0: i did not but i we i mean We went to every country and had food and had drinks and had just everything. So I didn't actively eat in Canada, but I know I had something near Canada. I honestly could not remember.
1: I'm willing to bet they have poutine, or as Christine would call them. What do you call them, Christine? Disco fries. Disco fries. I had never heard of that. Poutine is what they're called. It's a Canadian delicacy, if you will. All right, Wyatt. Well, welcome back. It's good to see you. I'm about to leave, and you pointed out, That whenever you or Christine or yours truly goes on vacation, something huge happens. We had the Dobbs case. We had when on my last vacation, the Ukraine war broke out. There was Afghanistan when that whole mess went down last summer. There was the Supreme Court leak when Christine was on vacation. So I'm on vacation next week. So we're just bracing to see what might happen. But we are out of time for today. I'm on special report coming up next on Fox News Channel in the next hour. Back here tomorrow for the Guy Benson Show. Same time, same place. Thank you for listening. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show. Thank you for listening. GuyBensonShow.com. GuyBensonShow.com is our website. Podcast is always free on demand. I'll be on Kennedy Tonight, Fox Business Network, in the 7 p.m. hour, right near the top, so hope to see you there. I'm heading on vacation starting tomorrow, and if you're listening on the broadcast, you heard the bumper music that I was just reacting to. It's the Jaws theme song. Because I'm going up to Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and yes, around this time every year for years, the great white sharks roll in to that neck of the woods. And in fact, they're often spotted right at or off of the beach that we go to. That is a hop, skip, and a jump from our house, our family's house up there. And so has that affected my swimming habits? Yes. Like you get to the beach and you're walking up that sort of that pathway with great anticipation to reach the top of kind of the dune and then the sea, the ocean opens up before you. And it just instantly puts me in a happier, more relaxed mindset. But one of the issues is, recently, when you are on that path, they often have a flag that's flapping in the breeze as you walk up that has a great white shark on the flag, which is the warning sign. Like, be careful. Swim at your own risk. They have lifeguards, and they try to tag most of the sharks so they can sort of track them. But it's not foolproof. And so I do spend a lot less time in the water. And if I want to be quickly refreshed, because it's not exactly warm up there. The sun's hot. The beach is warm. The water is cold. So you can just quickly do a dunk, even go out to knee depth, then maybe dunk under real quick and scamper back up to the beach and hang out and read a book or whatever. That's typically my approach to these things. And if there might be giant man-eating predators lurking deeper in the water. I'm just less excited about spending a bunch of time perhaps becoming a snack for them. I know that these attacks are very rare, very rare. But, yeah, sharks sharks are scary to me. They always have been. In fact, I had a recurring dream for years about sharks, being stuck in a swimming pool with a shark. Remember when we had our dream interpreter on the show? When was that, last year? It was during the pandemic. Maybe we need to get her back and we can talk through that dream. But regardless, producer Christine saw the story, and it's an annual story about the Great Whites and Cape Cod and the beaches there. And she decided during our meeting earlier that she was going to very generously offer to come up to Cape Cod with me to protect me from the Sharks. And I don't really know how that would work. I don't think that Christine would be the best bodyguard against really – any sort of threat due to her panicky nature. Plus, there's a show to produce. And, you know, Christine, you've got a vacation upcoming later in the summer. So very kind offer. I'm going to have to uh, graciously and gratefully pass on it. But don't worry, I won't spend a huge amount of time in the water. And I will try to avoid any situation where I am no longer fully intact, coming back to resume the program after the uh, the respite coming up here.
2: Are you sure about that? In one week, there have been 11 shark sightings. You need me up there. I, there's an app I can download called Sharktivity. And I'm thinking, I just ask one of the lifeguard. Well, I find out which beach you're going to, and then I just politely ask the lifeguard to get off the chair. I climb up there, get some binoculars, have my app, and I just let you know when I see a shark.
1: What's the name of this app?
2: Sharktivity.
1: Thank you for letting me know about Sharktivity. I feel like I can download that and cut out the middle woman here. Like, now we've got the app for that. We don't need Christine. So that all works out. Thanks for the tip.
2: Why? Why? Dan even said, he's like, I saw that coming. How did you not see that, Christine?
1: Yeah, and I'll just, like, have technology do it for me and then have a nice, fun, chill vacation. And you can... Have your vacation somewhere else another time. I think that that's a great solution to all of this. You mentioned that there have been 11 sightings so far. How many attacks against humans? This year? This year. I don't think any this year, but... Yeah, so, okay. So that's, again, let's just keep the threat in perspective. I don't stay completely out of the water. I'm not trembling in fear. I just don't want to spend lots and lots of time out there. The other thing is, and I'll just admit this, one of the other reasons I don't spend a ton of time swimming in the ocean, it's not the temperature, it's not the sharks. I get so easily sick, like motion sickness on boats and that sort of thing, I actually get seasick swimming in the ocean. What? That's how bad it is, yes. Like, if I'm bobbing around and the current is, you know, coming in and out and there are waves and it just, after a while, I start to get seasick just as a swimmer.
2: I have never, ever heard of that before, and I get seasick. I get car sick, but I am a person, if I'm at the beach, I need to be in the water just bobbing around for, it could be an hour at a time, just chatting. Oh, no.
1: bobbing. No, no. It's like two minutes maybe for me, and then it's back out. We'll have the, the cooler. We got a really nice Yeti cooler for my parents as a gift, and those things are great, and it's got a Northwestern logo on it, And we load it up with Coke Zero and long drink and other things for other people. But those are my staples. And you get a good book. I've already read Brad Thor's book, Rising Tiger. We talked about that recently. We'll replay that interview on July 4th here on the show. So I've read that. I'll probably give the copy to my dad. I'll need another novel, I think, because that's how I spend a lot of my good time on the beach. I don't want to get too much sun because I can burn if I'm not careful. I can tan, but with my family history, that's not a great idea. So I like to be maybe a little bit in the shade, getting some indirect sunlight, reading a novel, taking in the sights and sounds of the beach. I like looking at the water and listening to the surf. I just don't spend a ton of time in the water. And sharks give me, plus the uh, seasickness thing, which is kind of embarrassing, those two things give me a pretty good excuse to stay mostly on the sand.
2: But but how are you and I going to boogie board together?
1: I think that's... The answer here, we're not, because you're going to be here producing the show, and then you'll you keep do saying your... that. It's
2: like, well, oh yeah, it's just you're a making it seem like it's my here, job right? or something.
1: It, it, I think, I think it is your job. Then you'll go on your lake vacation up to the New England neck of the woods a few weeks later, and YY will hold down the fort here, and everything will be just, just fine. Now, Wyatt is a regular beach going individual. We know that he gets up when he's home. Down at the Jersey Shore, he gets up every morning at 3.45 a.m. with his advanced copy of the Wall Street Journal, and he waits for the sun to start rising so he could read it in the natural light, often in a full suit, Um, sometimes smoking a pipe, although with no tobacco, obviously, and sometimes a monocle, sometimes not. It depends on how formal he's feeling on any given day. Wyatt, because of this, I sort of get the sense that you probably aren't someone who spends a ton of time in the ocean.
0: Yeah, it it just really depends on, on the weather. Like if it's a really, really hot day and the water is warmer than what it normally is, then yes. I mean when I was younger, I was always in the water. But now as I've gotten older, I kinda just like to relax on the beach.
1: Yep. I am I'm with you on that. Dan, are you a beach guy or not really? Not really. I can't do the whole like layout on the beach for five hours thing. Like I like going in the water and I like, you know, doing all that sort of stuff, but just laying there and listening to music and Doing all that is just not for me. Really? See, just having some music on and a book, no, some I don't, drinks. No, I don't like it. I don't know. I get too hot, and then I burn, and then I don't know. Well, you can have an umbrella, right? You can set up a whole little arrangement so that you don't burn. Yeah, but then See, I don't, to me, I don't want to carry it. See, to me, that's just a great way. It. I don't want to carry the umbrella. <laughs> it's not a lot of work. There's, It's really not that much to carry. And by the way, one thing that's cool about our beach, there's a portion of the beach That's only for residents, and you have to do this whole thing with the tires on your SUV, but you can drive onto the beach, and you have your own little setup with your car. So it's like really like a little pod of activity where it's your car. You can have anything you need in that car, music, food, drinks, or whatever, and that, I think, really enhances the beach experience. But you don't do that for a quick trip to the beach. You don't do a 20-minute or even... Really, a two-hour trip to the beach if you're going to drive on. That's a day-long thing. That's if you're going to be there for four, five, six, seven, even eight hours. And I'd say seven or eight hours is long for me. But a couple hours, maybe four hours at the beach just chilling in good weather, that is part of the decompression experience of summer vacation. So hopefully the weather cooperates. Hopefully the news cycle cooperates, and it's a somewhat slower news cycle after July 4th. Usually it's a pretty quiet week, but you never know these days. So I will guess I'll have my phone sort of to kind of glance down at just in case, but I plan to unplug as much as I can. And then, Christine, you can ask me all of your curious Christine questions after the fact. I think that would be have a any. happy medium.
2: I won't have any because I'm going <laughs> and also, can I just say one thing? I just told Dan like, this. It's
1: such a threatening tone. <laughs> yes, go on. We're almost out of time, but Speaking please. Speaking
2: of the beach, I didn't know people actually go to the beach in the morning and stay all day. My mother, Judgey choice was a little on the cheaper side. We only went once the lifeguards were off duty, so she didn't have to pay to get on the beach.
1: Oh, is that a thing? <laughs> like a money saving? Well, in Joe Biden's America, I'm not surprised if that would happen. I think- I actually very much enjoy the evening beach experience as the sun is setting. The temperature there is great. I also like sometimes walking on the beach in inclement weather. As long as you're not going to get, you know, hit by lightning or something. Like a little bit of a breeze in the off-season, a little bit chilly. Maybe if it's not pouring rain, obviously. But I like the beach off-season as well. Because Roy, our dog, is not allowed on the beach in season. Off-season dogs are allowed, and he has the time of his life, just racing, running hundreds of yards at a time. He loves it. But when the beaches are crowded and it's just, you know, a crush of people in the summer, no dogs allowed, unfortunately. But we'll get a lot of cute photos of him with the ocean in the background, on a leash and all of that. So, anyway, the upshot is off tomorrow and next week. We've got a great show on Monday, a best of. Terrific guest host the rest of the time. And then back here after that, have a wonderful July 4th. Happy Independence Day in the United States of America, the greatest country on Earth. I will be back here the week after next. See you on Kennedy tonight and on America's Newsroom tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. It is The Guy Benson Show. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts.